Systems work, people fail. Welcome to InsureMark's Advisor Mentorship Podcast with Vice President Jeremy Hauser, where we share proven systems and processes for the 21st century advisor. Today, it's essential that advisors find a way to differentiate themselves from the competition. Learn how to elevate your game and accomplish incredible feats as Jeremy teaches you how to build a more successful and sustainable business while realizing a better work-life balance is not only possible, but achievable. Time is money. So this episode may be a quick one as my guest is used to charging by the minute. Welcome to this week's episode of the Advisor Mentorship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Hauser. And today I have a friend and a special partner on of ours today who is actually not only an estate planning attorney at the law offices of DuPont and Blumensteel, but also he is the founder of DuPont Wealth Solutions, Mr. Greg DuPont. How are we doing today, Greg? Jeremy, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on today. Like I said, we'll keep it short. I know 15 minutes is a couple of cash flow to your, towards your way, right? Yeah, the meter's running, my friend. <laughs> so if you want to share with the audience a little bit, who is Greg DuPont and where are you located? Oh, Greg DuPont is an interesting character. Some would call him a unicorn. Some would call him an entrepreneur. I call myself a family man. I am uh, in Columbus, Ohio, dead center in the center of Ohio. And I'm a guy that's kind of uh, on a mission. Uh, I learned early on in my estate planning practice about some of the gaps in the financial world. So after about 15 years of seeing those gaps, I decided that I was going to join the financial world. Still have the active law practice, as you mentioned, but primarily now I do focus on financial advisory, what I call financial advocacy with DuPont Wealth, as well as a couple other companies. Very awesome. And literally before this recording, you were in the courtroom. So how, I mean, how do you find the time to successfully run a law practice and also a wealth practice? Teams and systems, Jeremy, as you preach about in this podcast, as you and I've talked about uh, behind the scenes, uh, if it weren't for my team and having reliable, reproducible systems, I wouldn't be able to pull this all off. Yeah. And I, I, so how many is on your staff now? Cause I know there's the law office, but there's also the wealth office as well too. So, or is there a blend or how many people currently are in your office? There's blending, call it a 12 full-time equivalents in the office and a handful of people that are off site doing virtual work as on, as demand needs, uh, um, independent contractors, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And so I would say over the last year, I think your team, especially focusing on more of DuPont Wealth Solutions, so focusing more on the, the retirement space, you've had a lot of changes. You've brought new members on. You've brought, um, I know you brought Tanner on. You brought different roles for different people within your organization. But for this question, what more so are you focusing on or what really, what resources here at InsureMark are you currently using or finding the most success with here over the last year for your business? Well, so Jeremy, I, I do need to give credit where credit is due. Uh, so you've been with me uh, now for several years and you've seen the changes and have helped coach me through uh, part of the evolution away from being time dependent upon the law practice to now have time more into the financial business. And the course of the last few months, I've leaned heavily into the uh, coaching that you guys have arranged with Stephanie uh, Bogan to really dial in my processes. So that's 
that's really been a, a huge resource that you that you guys have made available to us in the Founders Club. That's making a tremendous change in my business. You know, obviously the other tools that I use through Shoremarks, things such like Insight and Luna and the Index Standard, those those are game changers in and of themselves when you get to point of sale. But it's been the ability to pull back, get a third party view on uh, some of the processes and the, the whole reinvention of, of DuPont Wealth, which we are in the beginning of the process of rebranding that uh, to Advocate Wealth over the next few months. And nice. I'll be leaning on the resources of InsureMark to work on some of that branding. You said Advocate Wealth? Yes. We're changing like the that. name to Advocate Wealth Solutions, trying to make it more about the team than about the guy. And so that's uh, part of the evolution of the business. And so I know with the relationship new with uh, Stephanie this year and also financial technology evolving. So being able to juggle, I mean, like, like we talked about earlier, the schedule of yours, how hard or challenging was it to really start to adapt or what made, what maybe had the light bulb go off of, you know what? I need to devote a little more time with not just the coaching. So we talk about the coaching for one, but also the financial planning, because it's a mindset shift, would you say, to embrace an actual mentor slash coaching opportunity that comes up in in the future for you? Yeah, Jeremy, as we again chat about uh, behind the scenes here, uh, you know, I am a, a huge believer in coaching. Uh, I'm a member of uh, Dan Sullivan's strategic coach program. Uh, I have a, a mastermind that I'm part of with my legal business. Uh, and when I added, well, I've got personal coach on top of that from Tony Robbins. Uh, so I'm a huge believer in coaching to push you to the next level. And Stephanie's program came in at just the right time to, to push that element of my business to the next level. Very awesome. Yeah. So glad you're utilizing it. It is as a founders club member, that is a nice little perk to have and looking forward to seeing you next month here as we're looking at pretty much the recent evolution this summer. I know we actually held some events and you were actually on one of our recent events, which was the taking the trip. So we had five of our advisors here at InsureMark sharing best practices. So I was curious just to get feedback from you since that was one of the more recent things that we did here. What were your biggest takeaways from the taking the trip actual live event here in, in Houston? And then also as a member that was just listening in via Zoom for the rest of the Founders Club members. Yeah, so uh, you know, the taking the trip uh, experience and the exposure to these top producers in the company and their their candor, it's it reinforced one of the observations I've had over the last years of working with you and working as the team there. Just the unique culture that you guys have cultivated there, not only internally but externally with the agents that use your services. They're just the the free willingness to share their information, to share their best practices. You know, I came away with you know, a couple of pages of, of action items off of that, that, that will be, you know, we've started implementing already. Uh, just whether it's the 401k analyzer that one team uses as a lead or, mm -hmm. um, the, or the seminar process that the other team used to drum up what was 50 million last year, whatever that number was, it's, yeah. It was uh, refreshing to, to be able to get that direct information without the filters that so often we have in this industry. 
And do you feel, so after listening to the five, because it, it really, at least the feedback I've heard from others that have had conversations with me about the taking the trip event, we really had five people that had completely different practices. Was there one that specifically stood out to you of where your vision is of where your, where your team's marching of where you're wanting to go here in the future that more than another that you might be trying to uh, move your practice towards just out of curiosity. Yeah, no, uh, I'm kind of a, a blend of all of them because, you know, as you know, I'm part of the, what I'm doing right now is my move towards building my own network uh, of, uh, of attorney agents through the Wealth Solutions Network. And so, you know, that has elements of the webinars that one of the fellows had that also had, it's very closely to the 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 accounting lead source that the other guy had to build his practice off of. And then I do everything with my own office here as the lab. Uh, so the seminar presentation by the one gentleman, you know, that was just as crucial to be able to kind of refine all of that going forward. So it was just a great blend of different ways people are are moving the needle. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned earlier, I think on a previous episode, I think it was episode 41, I talked about taking the trip a little bit for the audience and also a lot of events that were taking place this summer. Usually summer's a slower time in our space, but it seems like we've had a lot of events. So you listened in to taking the trip, but you actually did take a trip to Minnesota and you actually went to our Simplicity Wealth event. So how was that experience and what were some of the takeaways from listening to the team and the RA team that we have here at Simplicity? Yeah, you know, Jeremy, I I wish I had that uh, experience uh, several years ago. Uh, it for me, the the whole back office that Simplicity Well Simplicity Financial has in place. I, I've just joined on with them the first of this year and started moving my some of my RIA business that way through an RIA to RIA relationship with them. But the sales training, which is not normally what it was for, that I got from the team up there in the way that the sales process that they have perfected um, flows, I think it's it's going to be a game changer in my business. Awesome. So I know it's you're up north, so it wasn't too bad traveling out to Minnesota for you. And um, now I'm looking forward to, to getting you more accustomed to some of those resources here. What are some of the challenges that you face in your business? I know outside of time, is there anything this year specifically that there's a challenge or maybe in the past that you're trying to refocus and make sure it's not a challenge moving forward? Well, Jeremy, as you know, I'm a guy that is, to use the Colby vernacular, I'm a quick start. Uh, so I end up out over my skis. I build out <laughs> this team and sometimes revenue trails expenses. So that's been a big challenge because I, to pull everything off, I do need to invest in team and I've got a great team that we're building out now, but that's financial resources. Uh, and as you know, we, we have a lot of custodians and insurance companies that try to hold on to their money until the very last minute. So uh, getting things paid is obviously a challenge. Uh, going forward, as we kind of now move the margin a little bit more, so I'm not quite as over my skis as I have been in the past, uh, have a little bit more of a margin for error. Mm-hmm. Well, then I'm bound and determined to get back over the skis uh, and hire people. Uh, so finding 
people that will actually be in more of the sales role is the next challenge for me because although I've got a great team, I am really the the rainmaker. Uh, so I need to add some redundancy on that. And that's my biggest challenge moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I know for the challenge, I mean, you, you probably hit a nail on the head for a lot of people. It's just getting money moved from different institutions to, to different places. And outside of the challenging on the challenges that the operation side of the business might bring, Marketing wise, do you feel that your business today and moving forward, you have a pretty good sixth sense of where you're going or the main goal when hiring somebody underneath you? Is it going to be for them to run appointments or really just help out with booking appointments for your calendar? Booking first, but actually running appointments. I've got to get out of being the the primary meal ticket so I can have redundancy in the system. Because yeah, my daughter laughs at me when I tell her I plan to live to 150, but- uh, You you told me, you told me 130. I was, (laughs) I was on board with that. (laughs) Well, I've I've gotten more aggressive over the years, but But, you know, in case something happens, I've got to have some, some backup in the, in the pipeline because I've got a lot of people that rely upon me and we are putting processes in place. And you started out with marketing. Do we think we have the marketing dialed in? Again, uh, giving credit where credit is due. You, know, you and I had a candid conversation earlier this year that mm-hmm. uh, that I wish that I would have had back with uh, the IMO that shall be unnamed that uh, brought me into this world a little bit and the expectations of what comes from, you know, in-person seminars and just what the metrics really look like. We're getting that more perfected, but I found that, you know, a lot of promises made by other people that weren't reality. Uh, So now I've got a better handle on what the numbers look like, what expectations are. We now have more predictability that we know what we are looking at. If we put X dollars in, Y dollars should come out. Know the numbers, right? No, I don't know not. the numbers. Yeah. So looking back on working together, maybe that was a good segment of this. So several years now. So we've actually worked together for, I don't even know, maybe six years or so. Somewhere like that. Yeah. Is there something you wish you could have done differently or advice you would have given yourself back then? I wish that I would have been able to know what I didn't know, right? Because my RIA business came pretty easy early on because it came through people that were in my law firm, uh, clients, because that was who I brought in, who I was originally going to serve. And then it kind of evolved from that. But when you and I first crossed paths, I was just starting to learn this whole consumer marketing world that is built around insurance-based products, you know, and it was a new world for me. And because I was, it was so easy for me to close deals that came through the other pipeline, I had false expectations of what would come through, through this pipeline. And so it led to a loss of a personal certainty uh, as to what the outcome was going to be led to a lot of money being pissed away uh, and bad things that Jeremy said, don't do that, Greg. Well, Greg did it anyways. And so, <laughs> so I wish I would have been able to understand how much I needed to learn. I mean, if we pegged this at six years ago, you know, when I spent three hours with, with Jason up at Simplicity Financial last mm-hmm. two weeks ago, that clicked right there. And if I had that training 
you know, when we started, you know, a lot of the learning curve in the last few years would have been changed. Yeah, it's and you did you hit something that I think as I talked to not just Greg, but multiple, multiple advisors, there is something to say about a confidence level to where the mindset just kind of shifts when you have a little momentum behind you. So what you're saying is back in the day, you were getting a, it just wasn't coming as easy as the, the referral piece that was coming from the law firm. So the confidence level, i.e. once that happened, started to drop, then it just all the screws started to come loose of your sales process. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, you know, it's a vicious downward cycle. You know, you, as I said, I get out, you get out of your, over your skis. I'm sure the people that listen to this program know this feeling as well and got to close the sale, what have you. And as the confidence cycles down, then it becomes difficult to pull yourself back up and there's been a reset. And now we've got confidence going up and you see that everything goes up with that. Mm-hmm. And so your confidence is high right now. I, I assume I, I feel it off of you. What advice would you actually give an advisor who feels stagnant today or what has you excited about the future of our industry? I'll, I'll answer that kind of with my mission because yep. for years, this industry has been talking about the unprecedented transfer of wealth from the, what I'll call the 401k generation to whomever their choice and heirs are. And this is where, you know, the estate planning all ties right in because we're uniquely positioned to assist that in happening. And if we don't do what we are capable of doing, it's not going to be an unprecedented transfer of wealth. It's going to be an unprecedented confiscation of wealth. And that's something that is a mission that can get you up, get you rolling. And, you know, you keep, understanding that that's what you're doing and helping people's lives and changing the changing the world frankly potentially then you know the confidence flows knowing you're doing good and keep your eye on the long-term big picture and just keep growing and what is the phrase and i think i saw you have a podcast coming out soon about it about the million march right or what do you call the podcast it's it's the march to a million i made a challenge to myself several years ago that i was going to positively impact 1 million lives by the time i reached the age of 65 on september 30 2030 and the march to a million is that journey but more specifically what i'm doing now is i am building a an army of attorney and financial advisors. I am with what they call the Wealth Solutions Network. And that's the focus on of that podcast is kind of normalizing the idea that a estate planning attorney should be in a position that they understand these products and should think it's their obligation to help their clients make these decisions so that the so that we don't have that unprecedented confiscation of wealth. Good stuff. Glad to be a part of the team for that that mission. And as we as we wrap up here, anything we missed or things you'd like to share with the audience as we close out? Yeah, I'd like to share, you know, Jeremy, you know, I listen to your podcast regularly and you've had some great guests on here uh, and where you are heading and where you're taking this team. Uh, I couldn't do what I'm doing without the resources that you and your team have brought to bear here. So thank you. 
thank you as well. I thought you were for sure going to say the best guest is yet to come and and here you are. Is that what you're going to say too? <laughs> On this Next episode? time. Next time. <laughs> okay. Well, no, thank you very much. No, your partnership is, is awesome and kudos to you. I'm glad you've been sticking with us here. I'm looking forward to our future as well. So thanks, Greg, for your time today. And also uh, thank you to the audience as well for tuning in to this week's episode. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite listening device and our YouTube channel as well. So you do not miss out on any future episodes. Follow us on LinkedIn at Jeremy Hauser and as well. So make sure as you're following us on LinkedIn, you can catch any previous clips from episodes. And so you don't miss anything coming out here in the near future. And just remember, in a world full of betas, be an alpha. Thank you for listening to the InsureMark Advisor Mentorship Podcast with Vice President Jeremy Hauser. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and connect with Jeremy on LinkedIn to stay up to date. If you would like to request our introduction kit, feel free to check out www.advisormentorship.com and click on learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of InsureMark. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. Thank you for listening to the InsureMark, the advisor mentorship podcast with InsureMark Vice President, Jeremy Hauser.